graduates. To our knowledge, we have one uh, college graduate as well. And again, if uh, there was another uh, graduate that we're not aware of, that we're sorry. We try to do our best to figure that all out. Maybe you uh, know of a church member that's graduating that isn't on that list. If that's a possibility, we certainly would appreciate in the future you letting us know so that we don't uh, overlook anyone by any means. That's not our goal at all, but we have six that we're aware of. We have one college graduate as well. And so tonight, I do want to take just a few moments, and I realize that we have a lot to accomplish at the end of the service. Obviously, we have a a short uh, presentation as well as we're going to introduce our uh, college and our high school graduates. And so we we have a lot to do. Plus, we have our uh, um, reception. And then also, we've got camp tomorrow morning. We're leaving at 530 in the morning. So there's a lot to do, a lot to get ready. Amen? And so we're looking forward to that. Well, take your Bible. Look over the book of 1 Corinthians tonight. I hope I, wanna, hope I can address um, uh, this issue uh, properly. I, I want to just note uh, something, a very simple truth, but one that I think we need to be aware of. <clears throat> and again, I, I think that it's been spoken of a number of times. There's no doubt that you've heard something on it or about it, but that's all right. Uh, remember that repetition is the key to learning. And so it's important at times that we have some things reinforced in our lives. So uh, please uh, be patient, and uh, let's see what we can't uh, learn tonight from the Word of God. (coughs) 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 11. Verse 11. We're going to read just one verse tonight, and that's it. And then we're going to kind of take flight, all right? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. The Bible simply says, For other foundation... Can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Father, we come to you asking for your leadership tonight. Speak to our hearts in these next few moments. May we be inspired and moved. And Father, may our hearts be truly uh, determined, Father, to build upon the right foundation. Lord, help us, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Now, a number of you, six of you, high school and even one college graduate, have completed a portion of education. You've done that. And uh, uh, there's much still to do when it comes to building your lives. And sometimes, uh, after spending all those years in school, you may be tempted to say, well... It's time to relax, kick back, and enjoy because I have accomplished everything necessary in life. But really, there's so much more that needs to take place. I want to note some of those areas that you're going, that you will build a life on. That you're going to build a life on. Now, I have my trusty table over here again. And I I hope it doesn't fall apart as I transport it from the side. I'm going to. All right, so far, so good. As long as I don't bump it, I think we should be fine. I'm going to uh, note some of these building blocks, all right? First of all, again, I trust you've gotten a good start, okay? I trust that you did well in school, that you listened closely, that you took the time to excel in what you did, not just try to endure. And uh, so, anyway, you're going to begin to build your life. Now, first of all, you have education there. You began with some education, and that's a good thing. I think education is important. You've now accomplished or finished your high school years. You possibly have even, in Fran's case, uh, gotten through college. That's wonderful. But uh, that's not where it ends, of course. 
Then, of course, uh, you're going to seek a career of sorts. So you have your education, you have a career. And uh, so when you move along a little bit later in life, more than likely, and we hope that you kind of have an idea how you're going to support yourself before you get married. Okay, so you've got uh, an education, you, you've got the career, you've got marriage, okay? Now, let's go ahead and see what we can do here. No, I'm joking. But anyway, uh, so there you go. You have those elements, all right? You're going to build your life uh, with these elements. You're going to build your life with them. Now, then, then all of a sudden, once you get married, comes family. And by the way, I'm not trying to be... Uh, I just want you to understand, young people, it is not the right order to put family in front of marriage. I do want you to understand that. I know it's going on constantly in our culture, but that doesn't make it right. And secondly, it doesn't make it easy. All right? If anyone's going to pay the price for that, it'll be you and your children. You need to be very careful with this. All right? Make sure that you get these things in the right order. Okay, so we have our education. We have a career. We've got family. Excuse me. I messed it up already. Marriage. Well, wouldn't that be bad? And we've got family, okay? And now, then you've got your future. You get your family and all of a sudden you start thinking about your future. And some things get going there in your future. I don't know. Sometimes you even start thinking about retirement and all of those things. So anyway, there you go. Then all of a sudden you have eternity. We'll top it all off. Okay, so you're going to build your life. And these are just some basic building blocks of life. Okay, so education, career, marriage, future, family, eternity. You've just graduated high school. Listen, you've got a long ways to go yet. It's not over. That's just the beginning. But these are some elements in which you build a life. Now, you that have graduated and gotten your education can begin to pray to seek God's will concerning a career. And then you're going to be searching for a spouse. And then, you know, someone to spend the rest of your life with. And then comes your children. And then you, this one and then that one and so forth and so on. Then it'll turn to your future and so forth. And I mean, just all that stuff takes place. All right. Now, there you go. The building blocks of a life. I think we can all agree that those are some very important elements in building a life. Well, those are the kind of things you have to look forward to, and you have accomplished one of those, at least uh, to some degree or another. Now, someone in the crowd may be asking a very important question tonight. They're looking at the building blocks of life, the elements of life, and, and you've got this very important question. Where does God fit in? Where does God fit in? Well, that's a good question. And I commend you for that question. The truth is that everyone usually builds their lives with the same blocks. Almost everybody will go from education to career to ultimately getting married, having a family, dealing with their future, and ultimately into eternity. That's how it usually works. That's how the majority of people will go. Now, hold on. The truth is, however, is that almost everybody, a number of people at least, will build their lives with these blocks. However, many will not build them with God. They'll do it without Him. Where's God fit in then? He doesn't in most lives. 
In most people's lives, God has no place. He does not fit in at all. That is just a reality of our day, our culture, our society. Most live their lives without God and they will die without God. Oh, they'll have the right elements. They'll have the education, the career, the marriage, the future, the family, and even consider possibly eternity. But they'll do it without God. They don't include God. He's not part of it. That's a reality today. More now than ever in life, people are building without God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 says, But at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. People are building their lives without God in the world. Young people, you have graduated. You are now uh, uh, venturing out into life. You've got some other building blocks that you're going to have to add to your life. That's a wonderful thing. But realize that you can build your life without God. You can do that. People do it all the time. And just because you come to church as a young person and, or maybe been raised in the church or have grown up in the church or even a Christian family doesn't mean you're going to build your life with God. That's not the case. There is a decision that you personally must make tonight. There is a decision that you must determine in your heart that I'm not going to build my life without God. You've got to make up your mind. See, the problem isn't as, an, as, as a whole. Now, the problem isn't really what we're building our life with. And may I say that most people, these are good things to build your life with. The problem is what are we building our life on? And then that's what creates the problem, isn't it? See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.11, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ. See, Jesus Christ is the only sure foundation. He alone is the rock upon which we are to build our lives. In Matthew chapter 7, turn there if you would please. Verse 24. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, another familiar passage, but one that is certainly worthy of observation tonight. Chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hear these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. 
Jesus Christ is the rock. And the Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I want you to understand tonight, whether you are graduating, or whether you have graduated, or whether it is far removed from your memory, that more important than what you build your life with is what or who you build your life on. You can choose to build upon anything you want. That's your decision. But the only thing that will stand the test of time is Jesus Christ. Okay, go ahead. Build your life on the world's philosophies. You can build it on man's wisdom. You can build it on hard work. You can build your life on money. You can build your life on family. You can build your life on the pursuit of pleasure or even leisure. Build your life, however, on anything other than Jesus Christ and you will be the loser. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Somebody in the crowd, because I thought this too, is saying to themselves, what about that psalmist? I feel a little like the psalmist. You're pretending or acting as though if I build my life without God, as long, and if I, I get the education and I follow after career, I get married, I have a family, I have a future, I think about eternity, that everything's going to go awry in my life. It'll all come crashing down in this life. Well, I want you to understand that that's not always the case, is it? Because over in the book of Psalms, chapter 73, verse 1, the Bible says, A psalm of Asaph, truly God is good to Israel, even as such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, the psalmist says, listen now, as for me, he says, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. How in the world is that possible? How is it possible that your feet are slipping? How is it possible that you're falling? What's causing you to get tripped up in this life, sir? He goes on to say, For I was envious at the foolish. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked, he said, man, I started getting all tripped up and messed up in my life because I got envious of the foolish. I started looking at some of them fellas driving down the street with a nice car and a beautiful girl on their shoulder, and I started thinking, what am I wasting my time on? I noted some of them girls that they had the most best looking guys, and they had a big diamond ring, and they had, they were taking them off to a weekend in Nevada or wherever it might be, I don't know. A little gambling, I don't know. Go up to Cleveland now. I saw a picture on the news the other day, and I think there were three church members there. (laughs) Worst part, one of them was my wife. But anyway, I'm joking. It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm sorry. Come on now, give me a break. Some of you were sleeping. I had to wake you up, see if you're alive out there. They get envious of the wicked. Why did you get envious of the foolish to those? Because, he said, the prosperity of the wicked. 
Man, I was watching them. They were living like the devil and yet their bank accounts were full and they had the nicest cars and the biggest houses and their 401ks were doing just fine. I was becoming real, very envious of them. And boy, it looked like life was going good for them. I mean, they had a summer house and they had a winter a uh, uh, place and man things were going good I mean you didn't worry like I did how I was going to meet my bills and how I was going to deal with my home and how I was going to what I was going to do with my job man they had it going and I got envious when I saw the prosperity of the wicked for there are no bands in their death but their strength is firm hey I wanted you to know something listen to me don't misunderstand what I'm saying tonight. You can build your life. And you, listen to me, you ought to build your life on these blocks. Get an education, career, marriage, family, your future, eternity. No doubt about it. Nothing wrong with that. And let me say this. You can build on those without God and never one time see the rain. Hold on now. I'm not talking about there won't be some death in your family. There's death in the Christian family. I'm not saying you're not going to have some hard times, some ups and downs, but hold on. You can have a good life and never seem from the eye of others to ever have a real problem building your life with these elements right here. You can live and die. And your casket will be $100,000 while some Christians is lucky to get a cardboard box. I'm not telling you that if you don't choose to put God in your life, that everything will be always misery, because it won't be necessarily. And that is one of the biggest fallacies that we, that we live by, is that somehow we somehow teach our young people, all you have to do is look at these people living in sin, and they're always wrong. If they're not saved, their life's a mess. I'm going to tell you, there are some people that are lost whose lives are much better shaped than the saved tonight. Sadly, that's the case. So you got to be careful when you look out in the world because you can be deceived into believing somehow that that foundation upon which they're building, even though it is not God, is sufficient. I'm going to tell you it's not sufficient. David, or should I say no, Asaph the psalmist said, until I went into the sanctuary of God, I felt horrible. Man, my, my, I was so envious of them. I felt they were really getting over on God and on everybody else. But until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I there. Hold on, here's the word. And this is the most important word. It's a word that's three letters. It starts with an E, ends with a D, and has an N in the middle. It's called end. Then understood I there, end. And I'm going to tell you something. This is not all there is. There is an eternity that awaits us. There is more to life than today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, next decade. There's more to it. Jesus personally put it this way to his disciples. He said in Matthew 16, 24 through 26, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his, excuse me, lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? See, Pharaoh had been building his life and nation on the backs of the Israelites. And you know, I'm going to be honest with you, that was working out pretty well. 
Things were going along all right. I mean, the buildings were being built. Egypt was a superpower. It seemed that prosperity was in their future until Moses showed up. For 250 to 300 years, there was total slavery in Egypt. And they did exactly what they were told. They served Pharaoh. They served that nation. But it all came to an abrupt halt when Moses came to town. And Pharaoh's world exploded. It turned upside down. And ultimately, ultimately, his life and the nation drowned in a sea of hopelessness. It wasn't till the end that they realized they were building their lives and nation on the wrong thing. But it was too late. Young people, the most, the easiest thing to do in your life is to somehow feel that you are succeeding without God. And yet that is the most detrimental, detrimental and most satanic device that he could use is to get you to believe somehow that you are succeeding without God. To succeed without God would be, is worse really than to fail with Him, to, so to speak. To be poor with God or to be rich without God. Well, I must be doing something right. I've got money. God's blessing me. I must be doing something right. My family seems to be in order. Things are going pretty well for us. We have all the things that Say success in America. It wasn't till the end, though. Now listen, I'm not concerned with what you young people or our young people are, uh, the ones that are gathered here tonight, I mean, throughout the whole building. I'm not really that concerned about what they'll build their life with. I'm pretty convinced that most of them have a pretty solid foundation in that area. I mean, they're going to follow after their education, seek a career, get married, have a family, consider their future and eternity. I think they're going to have those elements in their life. I'm not that concerned with what they're going to build their life with. But I want you to know something tonight. I am extremely fearful concerning what they're going to build their life on. It helps and goes a long ways when a parent, a couple, or mom and dad have made a decision to build their life on Jesus Christ. It goes a long ways. But it doesn't go far enough. Ultimately, every last one of you young people, every last one of us, makes our own decision what we will build our life on. Again, I'm pretty convinced that the majority, if not all, in this room will build their lives on on these elements, education, career, marriage, future, family, eternity. I'm sure that they've got those kind of things settled as a whole in their mind, their life. They've seen it demonstrated in their family. Their family says education is important. You need to get an education. And most of these young people will get educated in an area where they can ultimately have some sense of a career, some sense of direction in their life. They know that marriage is important. In this room, I'm sure there's nobody in this room would ever tell their children, go ahead, get into a relationship. You don't need to be married. Don't worry about that. Have children, have a family without being 
married. Now, nobody in this room is going to support that or encourage it. But hold on. I think we've got all the right elements to build our life with. But I'm still a little bit concerned. As a matter of fact, I'm desperately concerned. And I'm very fearful that we're not necessarily going to build our life on, on, on the right things. That's Jesus Christ. More important than what you build your life with is what you build your life on. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Other foundation. Other foundations crumble, leaving you nothing to stand upon in the midst of the storms of life and ultimately in eternity. That's what other foundations leave you. Nothing. Nothing. The psalmist addresses the kind of base or foundation that we must establish in order to be fruitful and prosperous throughout this life and eternity. We find it in Psalm chapter 1. Look there if you would please. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1. We are very close to ending already. I mean that. Just give me a few more minutes. Psalm chapter 1. Look at verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper." You need to plant yourself deep in His Word and in His will. Don't tell me you're building the building blocks of life on Jesus Christ and yet you have no sense of the will of God in your life. Don't tell me that you are building your life with God and yet you disregard His commandments. Please do not treat me as a fool. Please do not try to trick me or deceive me into believing somehow that you can disregard God, neglect His Word, and still have God in your life. I may not be the smartest man in the world, but I am not that ignorant. Nor am am I that... Gullible to believe that I can forsake God and His Word, forsake God's Word, and not forsake God Himself. And I'm fearful today that we are very close in Christianity to having the right building blocks of life, just not building on the right foundation. Every last young man in this place will have to make his own decision. I wish that I could arm wrestle you into subjection. I wish I could choke you into subjection. I wish I could force you to do the right thing. If that was the case, I'd work out every single day. I'd take every martial arts class I could. I'd try to be the toughest guy in this world so that I could force people to do the right thing and to build their life on the right person. But that's not how it works. 
I don't care how big your dad is. I don't care what position he holds in the church. It doesn't matter how long he reads his Bible or prays. It doesn't matter if mom is on her knees morning till night. I don't care what the situation is with mom and with dad. I promise you one thing. Nobody will make the decision who you'll build your life on but you. That's what I know. And I can tell you from experience that it may appear to be going well. And it may go well. And you may even cruise through life. And in your 60s and 70s, when you take off to your retirement home in Florida or somewhere else in the Caribbean, you'll say to yourself, we've done a good job building our life. But you're not at the end yet. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. See, more important than what you build your life with is what you build your life on. What are you building your life on today? Graduate, I commend you for building your life with a very good tool. It's absolutely necessary. It's so needful. And I commend you for that. You've done well. I trust you've studied hard. You've accomplished something. Wonderful. Now there's other accomplishments and other building blocks in life to pursue. But what, not what are you building your life with. What are you building your life on tonight? In the end, when eternity has arrived, will you still be found standing or not? I used this Wednesday night, but I thought it was so appropriate. I had read about a young man who had come to his old professor, professor of an old distinguished university, and with pleasure he informed him that the fondly cherished desire of his heart was fulfilled. He was to study law. He had always wanted to study law, and now he was accepted. He would study law. The professor said, well, and when you have finished your study... What do you mean to do then? Well, then I'll, I'll take my degree, said the young man. And then? Well, then I'll, uh, I shall get difficult cases and win fame by my eloquent acuteness and acuteness. And then? Well, then I'll be promoted and I'll become rich. And then? After time is gone, eternity begins. What then? But I built my life 
with education and career. I built, I built it with all the right building blocks. I, 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 I was married and I had a family and I had a, I prepared for my future and I, I, I even gave consideration to eternity in light of all of it. But, 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 I know, but when eternity begins, then what? I know you built with, but what'd you build on? A gentleman captured two baby eagles and he raised them with great care. They grew to be very fine specimens of that particular species until one day the door of their cage was left open by accident and both those birds escaped. One of them flew to a nearby tree where it roosted on a very low branch and because it, 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 it could not use its wings, it never learned to fly except within the close confinement of its cage, it wasn't long until it met an untimely death by the gun of a hunter. The other eagle, it fell and was knocked into a swift flowing river and was drowned. Both of these eagles missed God's plan for their lives by being taken captive by man. See, they were caught, or excuse me, they were created to live in very high places. They were created and meant to soar high in the sky. But instead, they were doomed to live on the ground and to meet a very early death. And I want you to know that God created you and I tonight to live on a very high plane. He created us to carry out some tremendous, wonderful plans for our life. God help each of us to demonstrate the wisdom necessary to yield our lives wholeheartedly to Him. That we may withstand the forces of evil. That the world will not take us captive. That we will not be so deceived into believing that if as long as we have the right elements in life, as long as we build with the right building blocks, Everything will be fine. But help us never to forget that we are to build our life on Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you graduates to make a decision even tonight to say, I will not, I will not build my life only with the right building blocks. I'll have the right building blocks. I'll implement the right tools. That's good. But I'm not going to do it without God. I'm going to build on Jesus Christ. And adults alike, what are you building on? When you lose your temper and you cuss, what are you building on? When you watch or listen to things that you know, you have no doubt, dishonor Christ. You may be building with the right blocks. But what are you building on? I'm not concerned about what we're building with tonight. But I believe I am, and without doubt, 
wise to be concerned about what we are building on. Father, I come to you. I ask you, dear Lord, to help each and every one of us. There's not one of us in the room that, if we're not careful, is not tempted at times to build with the right things, just not on the right foundation. Father, help these graduates, as well as every person gathered in the room, to make a decision, a conscious decision, to build on the right foundation. Father, I just ask, Lord, that you would do a miracle in our lives and help us even this evening. Lord, if there be those that are without Jesus Christ, that's the first decision that must be made in order to build their life on the right foundation is to get in Jesus Christ and allow Him to be their foundation. For there is no other foundation. With every head bowed, I wonder if there's anyone that would say, Preacher, that's me. I don't know for sure. If I died, I'd go to heaven. I don't have that settled in my life. I can't honestly say that if I died, I'd go to heaven with an uplifted hand. You'd admit that to me tonight and admit that to God. And I'll pray for you. Can I pray for you? I don't have that settled tonight. I don't even know for sure. If I died, I'd go to heaven. I can't honestly say that I'm building on that foundation because I've never even accepted Christ as my Savior. That's me, preacher. Will you pray for me? Anybody like that? Christian, what about you tonight? I'm confident we're building with. But what are we building on? Let's all stand to our feet. Father, bless us now in this time of invitation. In Christ's name, amen.